good relations with the Wookiees I have. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. This is episode 122. I'm Roger. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm Roger. And I'm Declan. And this is the show where Roger and I each write a song in the space of a week and bring them to this podcast to discuss how we wrote them in terms of chords, lyrics, melody, um, and the influences that kind of go into songwriting. So how's it going, Declan? I mean, Roger. Uh, uh, it's going good, Roger. I mean, Declan. I've been here, like, recording my next 5,000 DPs, being a musical genius, uh, <laughs> having a much higher voice than, than Declan. Uh, I'm going to stop that right now. Um, <laughs> oh, you see me. I don't think anyone was fooled. You did a pretty good Im- um, impression of like the inflection of my voice, though. Um, this is just literally me in panic mode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, I have to think on my feet now. Ah! <laughs> but how's tricks? Has it been a busy week as far as far as your week goes and writing and that? It was, as you already know, it was a week uh, that was sort of brought to a screeching halt by illness over the weekend. Um, uh, I'm better now, uh, but... It did mean I had to cut my holiday like short. I was meant to have a week's holiday, and then I had to cut that in half and have three days, which was not good. But I did manage to get three days, which was good. So that was all fine. Uh, that sucks. Uh, but mm. I mean, like, as far as the songwriting thing, this might be the first time that one of us has been ill. Because like you messaged me and said, I mean, I'm unwell, and I was like, oh, shall we, you know postpone it a week or something and you quite valiantly said no let's soldier on well i mean i've been ill before in terms of how colds before and i've like felt Mm. like uh unenergized and sort of just generally like out of it this was properly ill like full-on fever uh locked in the bathroom for a long time not to get too graphic on this podcast but like (laughs) just fever Fever dreams, just uh, everything aches, cannot sing. Uh, it's just like, why? Why does this state of being exist? There is no God. I mean, I already <laughs> knew this, but this is just like confirming evidence. <laughs> and we've lost all the Christian and the uh, and all the religious. <laughs> well, we lost the Americans last week, so I think, you know... The goal for this go show is to have no listeners by the end of it. Absolutely. Who can we we, uh, alienate next? Let's alienate the people of Sheffield. Ugh, Sheffield. I don't know how we'd go about doing that, but that's a target. Well, let's let's think about this. What is a Sheffield delicacy? I am Googling this. Any New Arctic Monkeys album. That's a Sheffield delicacy. (laughs) You and I have written our songs in the space of a week, um, but you wrote yours... Did you write at all when you were like ill? Actually, I saw you on Wednesday or Thursday, but did you? I didn't get to ask you this. Did you write when you were like ill, or did you wait? Well, I was well from because we write from Sunday to Sunday, so I was well Monday to Thursday through the day. Uh, Thursday evening, I was beginning to be unwell, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was quite seriously unwell. And annoyingly, I thought I could like just coast through writing on Thursday and Friday, so I had to do. I had to bring the whole thing together in the last few days. 
which was not fun. We seem like we're going about to drift into talking about my song, but I believe it's actually your song first. That's right. Yeah, I was just curious because that's the kind of. Have Have you been ill? Have you been trying to compare notes at all? Like, is there any sort of great tragedy that you'd like to tell the listeners about? Any insight into your own? There's into no your tragedy, own suffering. <laughs> it's just been one of those weeks. I think there's probably the most like common reason why people, I don't know, don't write or something or put it off. Is for me definitely. It's just it's been one of those weeks where I wake up in the morning and I'm busy all morning. Then the afternoons I'm all busy. Then I'm like ah, oh, time to relax. And even the evenings are either busy or I'm just completely exhausted. So just getting around to writing this week was just like just trying to make time for it. One of those weeks. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of it's, there is never enough time to sit down and finish something unless you do this full time uh, and you manage to get your bills paid by it. Which, uh, mm. which is a dream, um, but sadly, tis not the reality. Tis not. Tis, tis not. not. But I think the weekly thing is a good. It's a good uh, challenge in that it's realistic. It's hard, but it's realistic. It also gets you very good, depending on how busy you are during the week at writing piecemeal, just putting bits and pieces together, like over the course of a week, and trying to keep an artistic vision. Uh, I'm sounding very pretentious right now, but I'm on a songwriting podcast. Songwriting podcast. Yeah, so this is a, this is the time for it. This is also the time, apparently, for my lips and my throat and my voice for not working. <laughs> uh, and my brain, according to the grammatical structure of that sentence. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my song for this week is called The Fear of Something New. No, For Fear of Something New. Yeah, and it goes like this. <laughs> Fear. 
so that was Roger's weekly song for fear of something new. Tell you what, I'm not in fear of listening to this song again because that was really nice. <laughs> Is this a new thing you're doing now? <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm not lost and out of love with that song. <laughs> Tell you what, you won't find me at the baggage claim. You'll find me on the dance floor. <laughs> I am practicing to be a local uh, radio DJ, clearly. I'd rather be in the moat. But yeah, the f- fear of something new. For fear of it's something a... new. I like it. It's got some nice. nice bits in it. It's also got some nice whole bits in it. And it's just, it's all pleasant and it's energetic and it's upbeat. It's always slightly changing, but I was wondering, I was wondering how you go about writing something like this. <laughs> well, what you do, I can't even do the voice. I can't do voice. I can do Geordie, but I'm not going to do that or else we'll lose our Newcastle listeners. Well, I mean, the goal is to lose as many listeners as we can. <laughs> Oh, well, what I did, man, is like I sat down with my electric guitar, man, and I like put it in, and I started wheeling and making this like mad noise, man. Uh, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only voice I can do. We are the worst podcast hosts in the world. world. We are the worst podcast hosts in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't fire us or cancel us because we don't have any money or listeners. <laughs> yeah, we have no, no we influence. Do. We've nothing else to lose. We're going to insult everyone, no matter who we choose. Um... <laughs> Man, that's a good rhyme. Lose and choose. God, How did we're you writing... do that? How did you put them together? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, I reminisced uh, upon words that rhymed together. And I realised that uh, lose, if you say it in a certain way can rhyme with shoes if you say it in a certain way <laughs> and from that moment on i think we had ourselves a a, a, a topping hit somewhat a, a smash wonder they might say genius i don't know how you people do it <laughs> so it started with um trying to go back to my aims from the beginning of the season and what are the aims to just write like really simple like rhythm based stuff like no not no trying to be smart no trying to like cram in cool chords or anything but just like write some songs that are just simplistic. Traitor! You were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> um, and so I sat down and I just started playing just like really basic, like almost doo-wop chords. Um, meaning doo-wop is usually sort of like something along the lines of like uh, one, six, four, five. So... It's basically the 50s progression. They didn't have any others back then. Well, they had the, the 12 bar blues and the doo wop progression. Like, if you were being high energy and sort of for the kids, you did 12 bar blues. If you were trying to be more emotional, you did this. Exactly, yeah. And so I did that. And uh, it, I suppose it was just a case of like, come up with a cool pattern so and then try and write a verse on top of that afterwards. So, quite often, what you'll notice with my, my tunes is like, I'll write an intro chord progression which is exactly the same as the verse chord progression um and actually sometimes almost implies some of the verse melodies that are going to come along so um i thought i'll write the intro first and have the verse be based around that so keep it simple so it's in d major on the one um and it goes uh d and then down to the six b minor and then up to the d again one back to the six b minor 
4, G, A, 5, and then D, A, B minor, uh, and then G, A, D. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it's just like a really basic, straightforward chord progression, completely diatonic. And I just wanted it to be like, rather than thinking like, okay, what can I try to do that's clever? Just thinking, what does the song like require to just kind of like be whole and catchy and stuff mm. and so i just came up with the, the melody i just started kind of like i had my little dictaphone talk to me and tell me that it's over that i was right to never get involved belong to the, the guitar that I had in my hand at the time and I just yeah I just started coming up with different lyrics and the first one that really stuck was talk to me and tell me that it's over nice kind of bits of alliteration in there which I always think is a kind of nice way to begin a verse bit of alliteration grabs the attention of the listener somewhat yeah, it, it does, I think. and also like we were talking about either last week or the week before I can't remember but just with lyrics like even if you have a certain syllable count you want to achieve, sometimes having a bit of alliteration or like certain words like achieves that a little bit better than just any old words. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, it's just a case of thinking, talk to me and tell me when it's over. Tell me, tell me that it's over. And then just thinking, what could that be about? And this whole for fear of something new, which is sort of the refrain which appears at the end of every verse or... Um, well, the verse and chorus are kind of one package, but I'll come to that in a second. But So thinking about that, I just thought, try and fill out this nice, simple, basic chord progression and lyrics and melody with lyrics about fearing something new. And just, it's something I've touched on so, so many times. It's it actually becoming a little old for me now, you know, <laughs> but just this, this thing of like, I want my life to be lived fully because one day I'm going to die. And I... Uh, I don't want to live inside the little box I've built for myself of like this, you know, has loads of boundaries and fears and I don't ever go for anything new. I don't ever take any new opportunities. So this is kind of taking, I don't know, like a sort of tongue in cheek look at that rather than it being serious and sad. It's, it's like, you know, tell me that I was right to just not go for the opportunity. Tell me that I was right to never get involved. Um, you could see it was never meant to be just all these kind of like almost jokey things of like, just tell me it was all cool, you know? <laughs> You know, all the cool kids, all the people who like achieve something in life, did that by not achieving something in life. So, really, I'm I'm ahead of the game here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, sometimes you can pair up like a happy, like this is definitely a happy chord progression, a happy sounding song. You can pair that up with sad lyrics or vice versa. But in a way, I thought it was an interesting development on that concept of like happy music sad lyrics to make the sad lyrics almost like joking in themselves you know what i mean like sort of take it one step further like we are working with some level of irony here yes yes exactly um and then like so i've described the verse chord progressions and that appears quite a lot of times um so let me see i'm just looking at the lyrics here um, I've been free to live inside a moment, free that I would never have to know. As time goes by, I find it safer not to try for fear of something new. So, I mean, there's some great little one-off lines in there. Like, I think it's quite later on in the song, you've got that uh, line, a man can be a lily on the water, but uh, a sea can't, uh, not sown cannot be a tree or something like that. It's just like, 
I want to learn where that came from. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of an, an interesting one. Um, so I thought, because usually I play it so safe with my lyrics, and I really want to kind of break out of that. So, like, I suppose that's another one of my goals this season is, like, have the music be simpler, have the grooves be simpler and everything. But lyrically, I want to take a few more risks in terms of, A, being more vulnerable, and B, being a bit more sort of, like, I don't know, abstract, but kind of using metaphors and stuff a little bit more. So I've been uh, reading a book by um, a Indian yogi called Sadguru uh, recently, and the book is called Flowers on the Path. And uh, my sister is got... there a sequel called Happy Guru? I hope so. <laughs> I hope they make it into a, a franchise. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, my sister got it for me for my birthday, and I've been reading that, listening to a lot of his talks and videos on 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 youtube and stuff and it's kind of um an eastern thing generally but more buddhist than it is um of the yogic tradition of um the the lotus flower on the water and it's that's kind of like it's representative of like because a lotus has to grow in muck right so like Mm. everything that fertilizes the um the root of the flower is just disgusting and you know um unseemly or whatever but then the actual flowering of it is is kind of a man reaching his full potential. So you can kind of see how that ties into what I said earlier about the fear of something new. Mm. Um, a seed unsown could never be a tree. Pretty straightforward. There's no metaphor in that. Well, I suppose there is a little bit, but just sort of, if you don't get out there and do something, if you don't put your seeds in the ground, how can you expect anything to come from it? Which is just me talking to myself. Like, you know, you've got to do something. You can't just wait around and hope that God delivers something on your doorstep. <laughs> Out of that, or like uh, get into metaphor Amazon and get this tree without sowing your seeds. All you've had to impart uh, is uh, a load of money, metaphorical money, clearly. Um, <coughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Destroying all your metaphors here. <laughs> no, um, I, I do like a good metaphor. The problem is with metaphors in my songs is that quite often they're like, uh, uh, what do I want to say? Like, like, I felt like the lily on the water one actually works as a metaphor and the seed unsown. But a lot of them are kind of vague enough where you can kind of be like, huh, what does that mean? But like, hopefully the feeling is there, I guess. Mm. Like the words have emotive connotations. So even like if you're not trying to say something metaphorical, it's just like, I I, I get your mood, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I see you and I raise you an audience question. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um and so, I mean, like, that's kind of the lyrics to it, um, but musically as well. But like I said, I wanted to keep it simple. Um, at the end, I, I do, if with a good doo wop song, I do like to kind of have a refrain where you kind of repeat the thing, you know, for fear of something new, but da 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 da, for fear of something new. Repeat that a few times until you finally resolve on the one, which would be a D major. Mm. Wait, D major, not D7. And, uh, but with this one, I was thinking, like, when I was demoing it on guitar, I was thinking, like, I'm going to like, you know, for fear of something new and like kind of do all sort of like show tune stuff and like kind of and stuff like that. But on the demo, and I think I'll do this on the final version too, I just kind of kept it really straightforward. It does go to those chords like D down to B minor, D down to B7, but it just kind of like plays them. It doesn't like do anything special with them. It just like... You're not announcing them, them as it were. Exactly. Yeah. Which I have a terrible habit of doing you and me both bud you and me both (laughs) yeah Yeah. but uh yeah that's i i do like that one i can sort of see the demo is quite produced anyway like in terms of 
I like the general vibe of it. Are you going more, are you thinking maybe taking it down more the doo-wop route and more like leaning into that? Or are you thinking like any extra texture that you could put into there? I don't know, probably quite simple production-wise, but um, uh, maybe like a little bit akin to Crocodile Rock by Elton John. So like really going for like that 50s vibe. Yeah, the whole guitar thing with the go boom, 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 boom. I like that bit. Cool. No, yeah, I so want, something, something like that. I want to hear this when it's done. I want to hear this when it's done. That sounds really good. Thanks. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. So th- th- that's all I can think to say for this one. Um. Shall we take a listen to your weekly song? I, I suppose we must. Um. So, what is your weekly song called this week? Uh, my weekly song this week is called Everything Except. Best foot forwards. When I get out of here, there'll be no more words. I'd use for mask and fear, like a lonely song. Better alone, like a water ball with every common trick that I know. Take this mask off. I always hide myself, I'm safest when lost. At least I thought I was not to capture the gaze for foreseeable days.
free of this writing challenge. <laughs> yes. Um, and it was called Everything Except, and I just had a brain fart because I thought it was week four. Um, so Everything Except, really cool song. Um, how did you begin writing it? Because I can't tell sort of what came first, if you know what I mean. Uh, well, basically, I was this sort of started with me mucking about with a couple of Paul McCartney songs on my lunch break. Ah. And sort of... So uh, there was one from my fav- one of my favourite Paul McCartney albums, uh, Chaos and Creation in the Backyards, uh, Friends to Go. I've been sliding down a slippy slope I've been climbing up a slowly burning rope But the flame is getting low It's really simple chords mostly, but they're put together in a really interesting way. Like, so you've got E, e majors going straight to E minors, you've got, like, like in the, the whole verse, it's just like, you've got E major, E minor, A major, A minor, B major, B minor... <laughs> Oh, that's really cool. And then, like, in the bridges, you've got, like, S-sharp to F, C-sharp minor to C to G to S-sharp minor to B. It's just like, Paul, stop it. Um, <laughs> and then, Does it work quite effectively, does it? Yeah, it works really, really well. Uh, nice. I mean, that whole album is just one of my favourites. Um, but I also played from, was mucking about with, from the next album on, Memory Almost Fall, the song uh, Ever Present Past. I've got too much on my plate Don't have no time to be a decent lover I hope it isn't too late Searching for the time that has gone Which so is fast. completely different kettle of fish, but it's also simple because but it's much more simply used, so it's basically it's like C, D minor and F for most of it. And then just A minor, G and F for like the bridgey bits. It's just like Damn, you write simple, Paul, but you write well. Um, <laughs> yes. And then I kind of remembered one of my goals for this season was to try and write more simple songs. So I sort of went into a chord sequence trying to just deliberately leave myself some space and write simply. Uh, so we ended up with something that was based mainly around D and G uh, in cowboy chord form. And then everything started to go off the rails a little bit. In the ver- This is the verse pattern where you start going to an E major, to an A major, to an F sharp major, <laughs> to a B minor, to an E flat diminished, to an E minor, to a G, to an A. It's just like, well, simple songwriting went out the window, but damn, I like this. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, like, when you tell me the chords, I'm like, oh, that sounds like really com- complex and like weird choices. But when you listen to it, it just sounds like, oh, this is like, quite straightforward chordally and i think that's a good thing because it means that the complexity is kind of like being used well you know what i mean it's it's like there for a reason but it's kind of like in that section you've got like non-diatonic chord to diatonic chord so you've got like the e major which isn't in the scale to a major which is to s sharp major which isn't in the scale to b minor which is to e flat diminished which isn't in the scale to e minor which is that's so cool. <laughs> I don't. That was not intentional. I've literally just worked that out now, thinking about it. Um, but then I also thought, well, I just want to have like a nice riffy sort of thing on the front, but not like a full-on riff. So I just ended up playing around with hammering stuff in and out of the D. So it's like a D, then you take the G string off, so it becomes 
open, open, free two. And then you put the, uh, the G onto the E string, so it's open, open, free, free, and then back to open, open, free two. Uh, and <clears throat> it's kind of when I was first playing around with that riff, I was thinking like, I'm not sure if this is the same riff from um, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. <laughs> But I'm getting vibes of that, so I'm not going to listen to the song. I'm going to try and remember as much of that song as I can in terms of vibe. Uh, this mm. was Thursday lunchtime, and I thought, right, I'm quite happy. I've got that to work on. It's a nice, solid bit. I've got a rough idea for a tune where I can leave myself a wee bit of space. Uh, I'll I'll leave it till tomorrow. And Friday, you wrote songs. <laughs> well, Friday, I got massively ill. Um, oh. That's not how the song goes. That's very sad. I know it is very sad. Ugh, it was even sadder living it. Um, but uh, yeah, I was very ill to the point where I was fainting and like trying to sleep all afternoon and just fevers and having. I have food poisoning, so I had to run to the toilet every uh, every few minutes. So it's not conducive to songwriting, to say the least. Um, Oh god, that's horrible. It's, Sorry. It's not nice. Uh Friday was knocked out because of that. Saturday was knocked out because of that. Sunday I was getting a bit better. But like I was still quite fragile. This is like the most tragic version of Friday I'm in love, the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saturday I'm feeling ill. Sunday I'm no better still. It's Friday. I feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to laugh at me with fortune, but the, the parallel between the lyrics is perfect. It's it's brilliant. Um and it's getting to the point where we were beginning to run out of time to finish the challenge. So it's about six o'clock in the evening. I just thought to my because I've been trying to get stuff together. Uh I'd sort of managed to get like a B section which I decided was gonna be the chorus. Uh mm snatched together just and i was sort of taking a ukulele and a notepad with me around the house so that no matter where i was i could try and do something to it and i just ended up trying to write a set of words to it and a lot of the times i was struggling on that first line uh some rejected uh first lines were every morning uh keep on what the keep on hoping uh what else start the sentence uh once more open, I don't know what I was on about there. And just none of them were like triggering the thing of like, okay, I got something to say that I can follow through with this. I like start the sentence. That's a good lyric. It was good, but it didn't go anywhere. But it was the couldn't, closest. Couldn't finish the sentence. I couldn't finish the sentence, ironically enough. Um, it's one of those things, if, I, if I'm not writing about something, I just tend to write into the void. Uh... <laughs> And it ends up coming with a lot of samey, self-pitying stuff, which I'm not necessarily very happy with. So I think uh, next season, if we have Ames, my 
aims are going to be right about something. But I got best foot forwards, and I thought, that's nice, that's positive, fits the tone of the music, but it's also nice and open, I'm not necessarily going to be locked into writing about something I can't. Uh, best foot forwards, when I get out of here, there'll be no more words I'd use to mask my fear. And it's just like, okay, it's going to be one of these ones. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, I love four words and more words as a rhyme that took that took a lot of getting (laughs) (laughs) worth it worth it though (laughs) very cool bird i like that um but it's also i and the words sort of came out quite quickly after that so there's not that much more interesting to say about them uh except for the fact that obviously because i was unwell uh i wasn't singing in full voice I was sort mm. of just mumbling through the words, mumbling roughly what the tune was and maybe not pushing myself up to the octave that I would normally sing in. Uh, this kind of had a backfired slightly when I came to record it about two hours ago where I realised that I'd actually gone slightly beyond my vocal range. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I've so, been there. So it's like I can sort of keep the words together for most of it, but then when it goes to... It's the end of each verse. So on the first one, it says, It's like I'm waterboard. And it's just like, Oh, that sounds terrible. Like, that's <laughs> it's difficult to do. It doesn't sound very nice because I'm pushing beyond an F uh, up to a G, which I normally try and avoid because I can't really do it. Um, Your top note's E, if I remember. It's E 100% of the time. It's F about 70% of the time. It's F sharp (laughs) 30% of the time. And it's G never. Um, Oh, man. There's a sliding scale of, like, how good have you been treating your voice box today? Um, So, like, that was quite a startling discovery about about two hours ago. Also... uh, Turns out I don't write with my best handwriting when I'm ill and feverish and trying to get things done. Uh, so a few of the words I had to make up because I couldn't read them. Um, <laughs> like, um, for example, the line at the end of the first song chorus, like unwantable and every common trick that I know. Uh, that was because there was these w- three weird squiggles on the page that I couldn't <laughs> decipher what the word that went in the place of trick was. Uh, I've now since worked out that it was the word lie. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. <laughs> so, like, uh, oh, thank you, past me, for uh, for just jotting this down as quickly as... Okay, it also looks like I've drawn a picture of a bum on here, which is just a... I know it's just a scribble, but it looks suspiciously like a bum and i'm just like <laughs> why is that on my lyrics <laughs> oh man the illustrated kind of lyric state yeah the illustrated lyrics in about 20 years time are going to be absolutely insane guys <laughs> <laughs> i cannot wait um i mean they're at the best of times there's this thing of like oh i've got this idea for a lyric i'll scratch it down and it's hard to read but i can't even imagine if you were like ill and just trying to like muster up the strength to grab a pen yeah it's it's quite funny because like you look at um previous week's lyrics where i'm actually like compass mentis and i know what i'm saying uh it's relatively neat it's still my handwriting so it's a bit dodgy but then it just goes completely terrible and then uh because i've just finished week four's writing uh, it, it suddenly goes back up a step again. So, like, there's just one week in the middle of the pages. <laughs> Where oh. It's just, like, lol nope. Uh, lol nope. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about that one. I'm kind of a little upset with it because I didn't quite get to work on it properly. I get that, but, I mean, you've got to give yourself some slack with the illness. True, but then at the end of the day, like, the it's judged on the merit of the end product itself, and this is kind of one of those songs I don't dislike it. But it is kind of one I chuck to someone else to rewrite, if you know what I mean. I like, get that. Like, here's a bass, uh, keep what you want, but, like, feel free to change things up. Right, right. No, I get that. I think, like, I think it's got a really good sort of um, refrain, like the everything except part, um, and, like, the general sort of, like, feel of the chords, I think is really cool. Um, but I can... You, Sorry. You, yeah, I was just, just going to say, you might even find that, like, you know, you keep the MP3 or the demo or whatever, and then you go, okay, I have these feelings about it. Then you come revisit it in six months. You might go, oh, shit, I know what the missing puzzle piece is now that I can rewrite it. And it might just click into place. Because it's, it's a really strong song otherwise, you know. Thank you. But I'm, it's also the thing of, like, it's really coloured to me by the experience of writing it, which all <laughs> things are. Like, But, mm. like... It's it's kind of thing like I just went through that like and I got this out of it and it's nice but it's not the best like I think in some ways what I've written for week four not to give too much away but it's almost like what I'd have done if I'd like written this properly um, <laughs> but even looking at the lyric sheet I think it's funny uh, like you can sort of see like these big long paragraphs for the verses where I wrote the, that bit when I was well and the choruses are just like one line long. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's so funny. You should put that on Instagram or something. I mean, not to make light of your horrible illness. No, we but... mu- you, you, it's food poisoning at the end of the day, bud. It's not like I'm dying here or anything. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but um felt like it for a day or two, though. Um, but, yeah, it is just quite funny to see, like, all the verse lines and then just, like, chorus, one. <laughs> or, like, the bridge. There's one sentence that you repeat four times. <laughs> oh, man. Do you ever do that thing, like ill or, or well or, or anything where once you have a refrain you just write the initials of it because i do that like mine was called uh what was it called uh for fear of something new so at the end of all mine i just wrote ffosn <laughs> no i ne- i never do that because i never i find it difficult to name my songs when i'm in them or know what the thing is so i never know if i'm going to change it at all ah uh, so, yeah good point uh so like but in this one, like, I haven't even written, like, play chorus or do this out of the other. It's actually just, there's a line on the page, right, just, you just have to remember that it's there. <laughs> Another thing I like to do, like, with with lyrics on the paper, because I do mine handwritten, is I'll write a little one above the first beat of the bar for each verse, like, on the lyric. Do you know what I mean? Hmm, that's So that I can kind of, like, remember, like... Because I have it, I have it on my dictaphone, but like to like play the chords, I'll go okay. Which one is the first syllable again? I can't remember. <laughs> See, I, I just end up like having none of that. But the thing is, then the words start shifting around, or you get like ofs or for or but or just or words like that coming into sort of spacings out correctly. And then you listen back to the original demo, and you just go like, so that's why that was there. Oh, <laughs> yes. oh. Yeah, ofs and justs and buts and ands are so helpful with songwriting, I find. Ofs and justs and buts and ands must be the title. It has to be. It has to be. That may be 
my favourite title we've had. <laughs> it's definitely unique. I, I think it's it's interesting. It's like an unspoken thing, like how everyone like writes their their song lyrics down or like writes the structures down and stuff. Um, for the longest time, I just wrote like in the most disorganized way. I just write like a verse at like the beginning of my book, and then like a bridge like in in pink pen like four days later in a margin at a different page so now i actually like mark things like well, this is verse one this is verse two this is the solo you know <laughs> honestly just like i just write forwards and just write through the whole thing sometimes i'll end up putting boxes around things if i reorder verses or something but mm. just i just keep going down the page and then filling up the page uh, it used to be worse back uh when we were doing the early seasons of this there were songs that i'd written on um uh, envelopes and things where you have to turn the envelope <laughs> over halfway through the song because you ran out of space. <laughs> I, st- oh. I still want to try writing out uh, song lyrics in different various ways. One of my favourite ways to do it so far has been, do you remember um, uh, Lucky Numbers, that song that I wrote, where I wrote, uh, I was given that advice of like, okay, write down what the problem is, write down why it's a problem, what you're going to do about it or something like that and just constructed a set of words out of that. That was so much fun. That's awesome. That's a really cool idea. I forgot that you did that that way, but yeah, I remember now. Only ever um, done it that once, but I'd love to do it again. Was it a good experience then? It was interesting to sort of see the song like form out of random separate sections of words and sort of form it together, as opposed to when you just write linearly through a song. Like, you can be like two-thirds of the way through and you think like, well, I can't see what shape this would finish as. Mm. I think this is kind of also why I don't necessarily write like the results always when I write for a song and just sort of hope for the best uh, and it ends up coming out of like self-pitting stuff about myself I like for example when you've got like a story or a narrative or someone like uh, Florence Foster Jenkins I love writing the words to that because I knew exactly where I wanted what I wanted to say in each set of lines and if I didn't get it, it was just a case of like, right, that, write another rhyming couplet. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, just generally speaking, I think those those songs where we've had prompts or challenges, I usually look back at those songs as like my favourites because I had to write them with some specific thing in mind, you know? Well, it more just comes down for me, like in terms of writing lyrically, like... I think I've worked out that I like writing about things more. It's just that I very rarely get infused enough about something to write something. <laughs> me too. I don't know what that says about us, but yeah, me too. We're old and cynical and jaded. And we're, we're definitely going to still be in our 20s for ages because we're so young, aren't we? We're definitely <laughs> definitely not looking down the barrel of 30. Ugh. Not Ugh. at all. Not at all. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, isn't it a shame that like the first port of call when we just write linearly is like that kind of self pity, like navel gazing stuff? Well, the thing is, you write about what you know, and you write about what you know most, and what you know most is your emotional state. Uh, so it's logical, like, and it mm. can lead to you know what I would argue would be good results. Like, Moat was written like that for the first one of the season. I quite like that song. Hmm. Took a bit of working into shape, but I got there in the end. Uh, like the last week's one, um, 
oh, I've completely forgotten what it was called. <laughs> know that it's not that bad. But that was yeah. written very much in the moment, as it were. Like, just writing linearly, seeing where I go, uh, writing by the seat of your pants. But that worked out well, because I was in quite a strong emotional mood, if not necessarily an active emotional mood. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely get that. Um, yeah, it, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I, I think that's really my main criticism of myself, is that, yeah, I will just write about, like, my own inner world but usually if there's no like um if i'm not writing through a character or like i have an actual challenge or a structure it's just quite repetitive it's like like i was saying with my song i was kind of getting sick of like this lyrical theme of like i want to expand my life but i'm afraid to like that's that's like 90 percent of my songs um and at a certain point it's like well i've got to do something actually in my life to, to to change that and hopefully you know those new experiences will bring new song lyrics i was about to say like uh you know one thing that would change that would be actually doing something about it then if it doesn't work you can write a new set of words like well i tried that and that clearly wasn't the answer and <laughs> yes. if uh, it does change your life for the better then you can go like hooray i'm happy wait i can't write songs anymore damn <laughs> absolutely i i always promise myself that um when i get a really nice place to live i'm gonna write like a big band piece of music that's like the happiest song ever with trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> just like all positive and like <laughs> think like the happiness level of Sir Duke by Stevie Wonder. Oh, just I, I, I aspire to be as happy as the brass on Sir Duke. So good, it's so good, and the bass, the bass on that song. Just the the whole so the whole album, the whole of Stevie Wonder in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> oh God, I love Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is somehow still underrated. If you know what I mean, like he, everyone knows who he is, but he's still underrated. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of like, you know, there should be there should be fiftieth versions of like all of his like landmark albums, like going through and dissecting the process. Like there should be like more just awareness of him as a songwriter like look up some of the chords to his songs because they're fucking weird <laughs> yes absolutely yeah and uh like how um uh higher ground just randomly just like goes up two semitones for the verse and then just right back down and back to one five for the chorus it's just like <laughs> hold on hold on why 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 did you do that stevie come back stevie come back <laughs> That is such a weird choice. But, but it works. It shows that he was like having fun with what he was doing rather than being like, I don't know. This, this is a whole other conversation, but just I think there's such a thing as taking how you make music too seriously and it really stifles the process. So I think he he was having fun. Mm. Well, I mean, you have fun making uh, a record and it just comes through. It's just like that secret spice factor that just comes through on any recording. It's just like, damn, I want to listen to this more. These guys clearly love what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing with like people who enjoy records and enjoy listening to music. It's not all of them are like musicians or songwriters or know about chords, but like the main thing that everyone responds to is the atmosphere and the energy of a record. It's all the good vibes. Yeah, exactly. Or even like someone like, you know, Elliot Smith, who doesn't have exactly good vibes on his records. Um, <laughs> the vibes are there and the vibes are sad. 
but everyone was on board and on the same page with those sad vibes like uh like it's it's a weird thing to try and explain it certainly is it certainly is certainly um, is well that wraps up our um strange nameless section of the podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want <laughs> it's called us going completely off the rails roger i thought you'd knew this by now so we have actually had an email in to our inbox. You can tell I'm very excited about this. I like having emails in because I get to read them out and it makes me happy. Um, this is an email from someone who has actually written into the podcast before, Ansley Hendricks. Uh, and the email reads... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Hi, Roger and Declan. I'm so excited... Hi. I'm so excited the Weekly Song Podcast is back. I loved your songs this week. Uh, back in July, I released my latest original song, August Memory, which I'd love to share here. I think as adults, we look back on our formative years and have a different perspective than we did back then. I wanted to write another story song, like Shortcuts, but with the specificity of the thinking and talking voice illustrated through punctuation, imagery, and looking back on past events through the present. Uh, I wanted to use strings in the melody to mirror the reflective mood in the song. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for sending in the song. Uh, and, mm. uh, yeah, should we have a listen to August Memory? Absolutely, yeah, let's do it. This is the most energetic I've been in, like, at least a year.
Yeah, so that was uh, August Memory by Ansley Hendricks. Um, thank you, Ansley, for sending that in. Uh, really lovely song. I really enjoyed the lyrics. I thought the lyrics were fantastic. Yeah, it was very nice. The kind of the chord sequences and the whole vibe of it kind of gave me a wee bit of a Taylor Swift vibe. Me too. Which I which I liked. Yeah, so did I. Um, I don't know quite what the chord was, but in the chorus, um, that line where it goes, she knows it's hard but sees the good in things that are only 23. When it goes only 23, there's like a nice lift there. The chord you used there is really fantastic. Please write in to us and let us know what chord that was. We'd be most indebted to you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd <laughs> like to know about that. But, but, I mean, I just think we were talking before about, you know, what do we respond to when we listen to music? It's generally the energy and the vibe of a song, and this one has a real energy and vibe, and it sums up that whole thing of having an adult perspective on almost uh you know your, your childhood and your past and that sort of thing i just thought it worked perfectly for that yeah there's kind of like a very wistful tone going through it which i quite like definitely yeah and the strings do work very well as well i must say that's another cool layer in the song one out of one you did it <laughs> one, you did it one out of one yeah oh awesome that's very cool um if i mean we'll talk about this at the end of the show on the wrap-up but if anyone else wants to send in the song and uh have it played and have us, you know, take a listen. Um, feel free. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got a song that you've written that you'd like to send in to have us listen to and discuss on air, if you've got any uh, uh, thoughts or opinions about the show that you want to share with everybody, um, that makes it sound like I'm a teacher in a class who's just spotted people like handing around notes. Uh, <laughs> would you like to share that drawing with the first of the class and bring it up here? Um yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks to Richard's troublesomeness, we're all going to be staying behind. I hope you brought out your textbooks because we're doing double revision today. Um, mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> if if you, I was going to say, if you want to be treated like a naughty school child, uh, I'll rephrase that somewhat. Um, <laughs> If you want to write in to us with either things to say or things to show or just you want to laugh at how terribly I am doing this part of the show, then why not write to us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that you include uh, various fonts of red ink if you want to express your anger i will not read out any angry email on the show unless it has at least three different distinct colors of red in the email um where can they find uh us online ah i didn't skip a section on doing this properly uh you can find us at weekly song podcasts <laughs> you asked yourself i know i was about to uh, skip Declan, ahead where can we find us online i'll yeah, tell you <laughs> I, I don't know you two here roger so, Declan, where can you find the Weekly Song Podcast online? 
Well, mate, you can find it at Weekly Song Podcast, uh, uh, Instagram, and on YouTube, and on Facebook. Basically, just search it into the internet and you'll find it there. Thank you very much. Right, I believe that there was a third person on this podcast uh, called Roger, but I don't believe he's here anymore. But where can you find him on the internet? Well, I don't know. It's uh, I can't remember all of his handles off the top of my head. It's a bit of a shame, really. If only he was here to introduce himself. I am here. Did someone say um, any something? Uh, <laughs> uh, so if you want to find me and my music, uh, it's at Roger Heathers on Instagram and Roger Heathers on Spotify and Apple Music. And I just recently learned Tidal. I'm on Tidal as well, apparently. Someone listened to me on Tidal. <laughs> and uh, I, I recently put up a, an acoustic version of um, a piano version of this song I wrote called Ouija Board from Y2K. So check that on YouTube. Um, that'll do for me. How about you, Declan? Where can people find you and your uh, music? Uh, which one? Is it the one that speaks with a slightly broken voice like this one? One that speaks like that? Or the one that speaks like that? Um, the more gruff one who spoke first. Wait, I'm more gruff than the other two. <laughs> no, no, no. The one who spoke second, the gruffer one. Oh, right. I, I'm with you now. I'll just ask him. Uh, where can you be found online? You can find me at, uh, at uh, Declan Kitchener Music on YouTube and Facebook. And uh, I hope the other guy can tell you where to find the rest of me. Yes, yeah, so if you uh, if you search Declan Kitchener on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, maybe not Tidal, I don't know about that one, but these are definitely. And uh, yeah, you can find it there, mate. Banging. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for letting me know, um, Declan's split personalities. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Just edit those together. <laughs> What, so they speak at the same time? Yep. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, right, before I go further into a nervous breakdown, I think we should probably call it there for the week, shouldn't we? <laughs> probably. Probably. Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the end of the season, I'm just going to be committed to uh, some sort of institution. <laughs> but boy, your songs will be strong. Boy, my songs will be strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. uh, Appreciate your listening. Yes, we do. And we, we shall you. see we indeed we do. And we shall see you next week with songs. More of them. Ta-ra! <laughs> Ta-ra! <laughs>